What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. Well, good morning. Hello, this is Rich Lalo with GBS, and today I'm joined by Vince Ingalls, Senior Solutions Architect and Account Executive with GBS, and Pat Diana, Senior Account Executive with GBS. Both of these gentlemen are well-respected, knowledgeable, and experienced in the healthcare field. Uh, if you remember Vince, who began his career with GBS in 1998, participated in an earlier podcast episode that was focused on IT threats and how to prevent them. Pat began his career with GBS in 2004. He's accumulated considerable work experience, including 30 years of IT project management and application development, along with nearly 20 years of healthcare IT and consulting experience. So today, our show is going to focus on several topics. We're going to cover current trends that impact the healthcare industry, enhancing patient care delivery, complying with government regulations and mandates, and streamlining workflows and encouraging patient engagement to increase revenue and patient satisfaction. And lastly, we'll touch on what separates GBS from the competition and why healthcare organizations select GBS as their vendor of choice. So gentlemen, welcome, and thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us. Thank Glad you. to be back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I understand you had an interesting journey in this morning. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good old Canton traffic. Yes. So thanks for persevering and getting here and, uh, and sitting down with us this morning. We appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you for having us. Yep. So let's start, Pat, if you would. Tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Actually, I went to uh, Youngstown State University and graduated a computer science degree, bachelor's degree in computer science back in the a- early 80s. Right out of college, I joined uh, a couple other organizations, but then in uh, in 86, I became a member of Western Reserve Healthcare, where I was uh, part of their computer division. I did a lot of computer programming and stayed with them for nearly 12 years, then moved on to enhance my IT career, and eventually landed and settled here at GBS in healthcare IT as well. Um, When I first started, I ran our implementations team, then moved into more of a consulting role, and now I'm here in sales, so yep, it's been a great experience. Awesome, awesome. And Vince, we we as we said, we kind of met you earlier in the in the the show. Kind of know a little bit about your your background in IT. How about your background in healthcare? How does that relate? Yeah, sure. No, uh, again, uh, not going to go through all the details of my background, but I've uh, been at GBS since uh, '98 and 19. So that's 21 years. 19 of those years actually has been in healthcare been focused in the IT side of healthcare though. So uh, Pat and I do a lot of travel together, go to a lot of shows together, a lot of clients, and uh, he obviously can bring a lot of knowledge to the table when it comes to healthcare industry itself, as well as the application side, and then I focus again on the IT. So it's great to work with Pat. Yeah, you guys are a great team. I know that. I know that firsthand. Okay, so this is kind of a, we're kind of opening up a, a dangerous area here with you guys. But tell us an interesting story about an experience that you guys have had when you've been out on the road working with a client. Sure. Vince, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Uh, gosh, this was, I wouldn't even say early on in my career, but uh, quite a few years ago, I, I was still doing some training on the mm-hmm. clinical side, EHR. And uh, I went out to Palm Springs, a tough place to be, but oh, I went boy. out to Palm yeah. Springs, California on the West Coast there and had to train a, a group of ortho uh, surgeons and neurosurgeons. Mm-hmm. And upon my arrival, their primary physician surgeon met me and says, follow me. So 
Lo and behold, I follow him down the hall into a what I would consider a phone booth, but it was his dictation room. Didn't even have a desk. He had a shelf for his laptop. Mm. Went in there, and I stood behind him because there was no way both of us can sit in this room. Watched him dictate, dictated a soap note, which is subjective, objective, assessment, and plan. Mm -hmm. And it took him approximately three, four minutes in that time frame. As soon as he got done, he turned to me. He says, if your system and you can't get this done any sooner, you might as well leave. <laughs> so he oh kind of set the stage for us, made it a little <laughs> bit of a, a, a touch-and-go feeling there. It was, it, was, it was tough, but I'll tell you this. After working with him and his physicians for a number of weeks, getting them configured and trained and setting the system up properly, he was my biggest advocate. He was the biggest cheerleader, and he was the focal point. Everybody kind of followed his lead. So yeah, we went from someone pretty much almost kicking us out of his practice to being a champion user. So it was, it was quite rewarding. And I think he recognized the fact that there was much more than just speed that makes these systems tick and makes the, the, the mm -hmm. value add. Yeah. You know, there's things like discrete data, the ability to, to not only scrape that or scrub that discrete data, but to participate in studies and government incentivized programs and any other proactive care. So the, the data was important. I think he realized that. Awesome. What solutions, I'm sorry, before I jump into that, I wanted to ask you, talk about the current trends in the industry in healthcare, positive, negative, how you guys kind of see them, how they're impacting case, patient care. And then I guess in, in light of those trends, either good or bad, what are we doing to, to address them and, and help our providers? Yeah, I, I think one of the trends that we're seeing now, and it's been around for a while, and I, I just see it growing and, and, and getting more momentum is treatment outcomes, you know, making certain that the outcome of the patient care is properly suited for those patients naturally, but minimizing uh, admissions and uh, ER visits is, is huge. And mm -hmm. so how do, we, how do we address our patient population and make certain that those proactive care treatments are being assessed and being put in, 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 into place in our practices today? One of the tools I think that would help any practice do that is our population health tool. Mm. Uh, it, which is, again, a buzzword out in the industry, becoming much more visible in the industry. But it's also not, I don't want to say not well recognized, but people use that buzzword but don't necessarily understand what, what it's there for and, and what population health means. Mm -hmm. So in, in terms of that, it, the treatment outcomes are, are presenting problems for practices and physicians if they don't know your holistic wellness. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, I need to make sure that my diabetic patients that uh, have high blood pressure and have not been seen in 90 days with, with a diabetic foot exam coming up or, or should have a diabetic foot exam, how do I find that patient population? And again, if we're in the paper environment, it, there's yeah. no chance. Right, right. Uh, and if you're not using the proper tools to proactively engage with those patients or that cohort of patients, that patient population, your ability is to reduce healthcare expense and proactively treat those patients is is marginal. Mm -hmm. And so the, the tools in place to, to help with the treatment outcomes is, is extremely important, but not only the technology tools, process and procedure to go with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and so just to kind of circle back on that, so population health health basically is just 
identifying a group of patients that have similar uh, diagnoses, right? And then just helping that provider kind of zero in on those patients with similar treatments and information and that kind of stuff. Yeah, in a nutshell it is. In, in mm-hmm. being able to reduce, again, hospital expenses, ER right. expenses, proactive treatment for those that cohort of patient population, as well as managing risk. Great, great, thanks. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a couple other trends to talk about too is obviously, and I'm on the technology side, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things from technology that's changed. Obviously, everything has gone to electronic medical record, electronic healthcare record, which has really slowed down actually the physician's ability to be able to treat patients. But what we're trying to do now at GBS, which you'll hear a little bit more about later, is trying to reduce that amount of time that it's taken the physician to be able to document care, mm-hmm. reduce the amount of time for the patient to check in, right? So the quick check-in times and not having the wait in the waiting room for an hour, things right, like that right. is, is our solutions that we're trying to come out with now at GBS and work with our end users on. But additionally, you know, people moving to the cloud is a trend um, and there's ways to actually uh, improve performance for people's systems with moving to the cloud and things like that. And obviously, everybody avoids talking about. There's a lot of people that avoid talking about cloud. Some people are wanting to go, and some people don't want to. But you know, it's always that security thing. So again, that's the other trend to talk about is the security of all the PHI or the patient information. There's a lot of things to protect that now. But obviously, there's a lot of people trying to hack in and get that data. So obviously, that's a positive trend and a and a negative trend. Right. Right. Great. So kind of to follow up on that, what what solutions or services does GBS currently offer to healthcare organizations to help them remain on the cutting edge of technology and kind of meet today's industry standards? Well, you know, that, that's a great question. And, and actually, before we, we answer that, I think GBS's mission with all of our clients across the spectrum is how do we assist as clients in becoming more effective and efficient in mm-hmm. delivering patient care, streamlining their workflows, and encouraging patient engagement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while they're increasing practice revenue as well as increasing patient satisfaction and, and provider satisfaction levels. So there's a lot there that I just said, but that should always be our focus, and I believe it is. Right. Good. With that being said, you talk about what are we doing to help them maintain that cutting-edge mentality, so to speak, or, or trait, I think that leads right into our GBS core competency and silver bullets. So I'll go through these rather quickly, but four of the things that come to mind, and Vince, jump in whenever you'd like, are our easy ID anywhere solution, our agnostic patient engagement tool set, comprehensive revenue cycle management services and solutions, and naturally our hosting, as Vince alluded to earlier, and proactive IT services. I think those are our core competencies and our mm-hmm. silver bullets, mm-hmm. and they're ways to drive efficiencies and throughput in a practice so that, again, I'm bringing satisfaction levels to the patients and the providers, as well as making their practices much more efficient and effective in the way that they treat and document care episodes with patients. That's great. Yeah, no, I think it's all uh, good what you talked about, Pat. Definitely, uh, you got it hit hit the nail on the head when it comes to uh, all of the solutions. And we talked about the hosting and the proactive on on the other yeah. uh, podcast as well. I mean, I could get into that again, but that's a, no, yeah. I think I think we we kind of have a, a, a general you know a good general idea of that. But I think that was great, Pat, because that kind of kind of paints the the full picture of. You know, I know you identified those as silver bullets, but kind of the full realm of what we offer, you know, the solutions that we offer kind of A to Z to really help practices become more efficient and effective, which helps patients as well. Sure. So, great. 
kind of a little different spin on that. How do we help our clients and providers comply with all of the, it seems like thousands of government regulations and, and mandates that are out there? And I know those change constantly. And I know we have folks that, that are on top of all that stuff. But how do we kind of help communicate that and keep our clients on, on top of, of those changing requirements? Yeah, I, I think to keep it simple, really, we're looking at two pieces or two factors or, or two offerings that GBS does offer to our client mm-hmm. uh, base. I think the single most important thing is the NextGen solution. You know, we, we did a search for many, many, many years before we partnered with NextGen, and we did so because of NextGen's validity, NextGen's tenure, NextGen's development life cycle in in their way that they keep up on government regulations mm-hmm. uh, and incentivized programs and, and and it's difficult it's difficult for any EHR vendor out there but they do that they yeah. do it quite well yeah. with all the updates that they they make throughout the years right the other thing that we offer our clients is above and beyond the software solution that is qualified and certified for these government incentivized programs is we have our own healthcare reform team knowing that even though they have a solution at their fingertips to document those care episodes and be able to participate in those programs, there's so much that's going on inside these walls of a practice. This, this is just another thing thrown at them and, a, yeah. and, and another resource or several resources that have to be dedicated to make certain that we're documenting the care episodes properly so that we are certified, or I'm sorry, that we do a test for these government regulations. We have a health care reform team that meets with our clients on a routine basis. So it, it, it presents huge value add to our clients. Oh, absolutely. I think that would be that would be enormous for a practice. Yeah, I agree, Pat. Um, again, you got a lot of good information there. In addition to that, NextGen's always always been ahead of the curve when it comes to any uh, electronic medical record software out there. They are always certified with mm-hmm. anything that's coming out mm-hmm. ahead of time. And then the other thing that we provide to a lot of our clients on top of team reform, which is a very important piece, is uh, you know security risk assessments. We have a couple partners that we uh, work with for, for that too, and some software that we utilize. Um, we have a software that we utilize called HIPAA One that we will actually go out there and work with our clients and hmm. make sure to build any of their policies and procedures. And you know, if they have an employee that um, leaves the company, you know, we'll actually pr- provide them their policies and procedures, put their headers on it, and everything else, and make sure they're hitting every single citation that they have to that they're mandated to from a CMS perspective. You know, we're dealing a lot too with like PCI compliance, HIPAA compliance, we're running HIPAA compliance scans. And then what's coming up now that some practices are probably gonna eventually have to do is call high trust. So uh, we're also dealing with high trust, which is another compliance. And our data centers that we are using all over the country Mm -hmm. are right now going through the high trust certifications as well. So we're gonna be ahead of the curve from that perspective too. That's fantastic. As far as patient satisfaction, I know, Pat, you kind of touched on that a little earlier, and I know with patient engagement, that's kind of a a big thing as well. How do we help the practices and our clients that we work with improve patient satisfaction scores or just patient satisfaction in general among their patients? Yeah, again, that's that's probably a tough one, not only for us to answer, but I I, I do have an answer. Okay. Uh, And it's a tough (laughs) one for our clients to keep their finger on the pulse of patients and, and the satisfaction levels. Right. That's a I huge agree. area, and that's that's without a doubt a focus area today. I, I think that brand loyalty, if I can use those words, brand loyalty is not there mm-hmm. with patients today. And what I mean by that is back in the 70s and the 80s, you went to your primary care doc, you went to your specialist, and that was it. Right, right. Because we have the Internet today and we have so much at our fingertips as 
I'll say as patients, but as as consumers, mm -hmm. that we're always looking for better care. Mm -hmm. And how can I obtain that? And, and again, with the internet, we, we, you can find anything out there. So sure. I think the brand loyalty is, is somewhat lost, but how do we gain it back? And there's several ways we can gain it back. So we need to make certain that we engage the patients in their care episodes, and there's tools to do so. And we need to make sure that we hear them and we hear them loud and clear and that we're reactive and reactive right. in real time. Right. And again, we have tools to do things like that. So if you're taking patient satisfaction scores upon post-care episodes, and you're doing it in a paper environment, you're not proactive. Right. You're you're extremely reactive, and how far down the road am I reactive to that potential negative impact? Mm -hmm. And so we, we want it in a real-time fashion. And with our electronic solutions, that's instantaneous. So if mm -hmm. I do have any kind of negative response, it could automatically start keying in certain individuals in practice, and I can touch that patient within you know minutes, right? Essentially, right. so there's there's quite a bit there, and then just offering them opportunity to engage in their care and better understand their care, and when that would be with a patient portal. So, and mm -hmm. I know patients por patient portals are not yet as well received as we want, but I think heading towards our millennial patient yeah, population right. they will be because right. that's technology and that drives the millennials. So, right. um, it's it's coming, and I think some of the Baby boomers are jumping into it as well, but I can find anything out that I need to about my care if I log into my patient portal. And if we educate the patient population, I think that's just going to enhance satisfaction levels. And then one of the last things I'm thinking of is virtual visits. That's big now, too. Mm -hmm. And again, that's just mm -hmm. leading into bringing care to a patient that can't present at my practice doors. Right. And, and if right. I can do that, that's, that's giving them flexibility and providing them additional care opportunities. That's great. And I think in addition to, you know, I know the question was in relation to patient satisfaction, mm -hmm. but, and I think Pat hit on a little bit earlier is, is we pride ourselves in provider satisfaction, right? So right. the clinicians, the physicians that are out there that we work with, we love to spend time with them. If we're going out on site, we want to work with them. We want to follow them. We want to go into a room with the patient <laughs> and see what they have that might be dissatisfying or that they want to improve or change, right? Again, GBS directly, we, we just continue to work directly with our clients, just you know, bring the solution sets inside and outside of the EHR as well as striving to keep the performance of the system at a top level if we can. So yeah, that's, um, that's very important to us. It's not, again, patients are very important, but so are the providers. Absolutely. And just, just kind of a follow-up question to that. Have you guys found, I mean, are a lot of providers generally open to patient engagement? I mean, because I'm just thinking as you guys are talking of my own experience with my own doctors, I've never received a phone call or a, a text or anything saying, how was your visit today? How was a sir? I mean, are, do you think providers are generally open to this kind of idea of patient engagement or is this still something that's pretty new to everybody? I think that they're all open to patient engagement because, you know, from a provider's perspective, patients are their clients. From my perspective, providers are my clients, right? right, right and I right. always want them to be happy and satisfied, and I want to be engaged with them, and I'm sure they do too. But providers are also now, it's a strict world for them when it comes yeah. to, like, CMS and all these requirements and everything else. And now they got to buy all this software, which costs them yeah. tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they're spending all this money on all these things to now where these little pieces and parts that might be able to go out there and, and satisfy a patient and interact with the patient, 
it's costing them more money, right? So right. providers are already not getting as much back as what they used to from, from every patient that comes in, every procedure code that they go through and all those charges, they're losing more and more money every day. Sure. So it's tougher for them to get more solutions to engage with patients. But I think people are coming around again, and Pat, you could speak up for this, but I think they're coming around again saying, you know what? I'm also starting to lose some of my patient population. So if I don't get out in front of my patients, communicate with them and all this new technology that's out there and let them interact and see their charts online and pay online, because all those things, I've got to implement those things. So th I think yeah. that's definitely changing right now. Yeah, I, th I think it is. And, and to add a little bit to what Vince said and actually maybe a little rebuttal, there are costs associated naturally with everything. So sure. you know, I can't go see my physician and not pay him or her for the care episode, nor can they gain additional software solutions that are going to be value-add without paying for them. But I think it's our job to show them the return on investment. So I'll give you mm -hmm. an example. Mm -hmm. uh, our, our automated calling suite. I can reduce the amount of resources necessary to call patients for appointment reminders, recalls, inclement weather when we close our facility. Those are huge things that, again, they, they, they serve multiple purposes. There's patient satisfaction there, as well as it helps drive revenue for a practice. So if a patient doesn't cancel an appointment just because maybe they're forgetful, Mm -hmm. and they forgot that they had a patient appointment today, not only did I lose the revenue from that appointment, but I lost that time slot that now is just sitting there empty. Yeah. So it's almost a double hit. Yeah. With some of our tools, we're a little bit more proactive in the outreach to the patient. And again, it's our job to show them return on investment too. So even though it costs them money for these tools, by filling those time slots, by adding that patient care episode, by providing that patient with satisfaction and care, and driving some additional re revenue, you could show return on these tool sets. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I, I appreciate that. I didn't mean to kind of go down a rabbit trail there, but oh, I just think okay. it's, I think it's, it's fascinating to think about the world of a, a provider and kind of, kind of what we had talked about a little bit earlier. It, not just going to your family doctor and that's the doctor that you see and you go and you get kind of all your care from him and that's his primary purpose is to give you care they have to look at it from customer retention customer satisfaction they have to look at it almost as like they're a business owner and how are they bringing customers in how are patients in this respect and how are they keeping them satisfied and how are they following up with them and involving them in their treatments i think it's 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 just very interesting sure so absolutely yeah yep so thanks guys so that concludes part one of our healthcare episode featuring vince ingles and pat diana we hope you've enjoyed the discussion so far and ask that you please join us again next time as we examine the importance of revenue cycle management for healthcare providers, the challenge of protecting a patient's personal health information, and the expanding role of big data in the healthcare industry. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427. And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.